Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Thursday, January 26th, Eagles players spoke to the media. First up, defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. What stands out about Brock Purdy, and why has he been so successful since taking over as their starter? I um, mean, just consistent, you know. Um, I think the biggest thing you see on tape with him is, you know, he don't really put the team in harm's way. You know, um, you know, if the look is not there that he won't, obviously, you know, um, he just, he's throwing the ball away and just, and, uh, just not making a lot of mistakes. So uh, I think that's a lot that stands out on tape about him. Fletcher, you played around BG for an awfully long time. Um, this video that went kind of viral this week, if you guys want to take the field, right? Like, I, I'm assuming you were just accustomed to that because we saw it when you were mic'd against the Niners. And it's like, come on, man. So, like, what is it like to play alongside him and see him in those moments? It's just like one of them things. Uh, I think I, t- I think tell a lot of people I feel like me and BG have been married for 11 years now. Uh, and some of the things he do is just uh, it's just second nature. You know, you get used to it, and you know we talk about it a lot. But you know, I think going out for the coin toss the other day was it's probably, it's probably the top five things that he's done. Uh, you know, talking to us to uh, Dex Lawrence when uh, he ain't got to be the one that's blocking him. So I was wondering what a Kelsey thinking about that. Uh, Kelsey, he probably thought the same thing I'm saying now. Uh, you know. He, uh, BG ain't got a block and Kelsey do. So he was amping the man up to go a little bit harder uh, against Kelsey. Plus you were down this road five years ago and at this point in the season. Uh, what kind of things can you impart to some of the guys that haven't been? Uh, just don't change. You know, don't change up nothing you've done, your routines. Uh, make sure you're keeping the same routine that you're doing week in and week out during the regular season. Uh, obviously knowing that, you know, it's a bigger game, right? Uh, it's an NFC championship. And uh, you also want to make sure that, you know, guys are staying focused, especially younger guys that's never been – um, been um, um, to this level of, of play um, and into the postseason. So you just want to keep those guys locked in, focused, and at the end of the day, just have fun doing it. Um, that's what we've been doing all year. Um, don't change that. And, uh, just, again, it, it starts in practice. Were you actively – Hold on. How do you keep them locked in? <clears throat> just knowing just, just the younger guys. You know, uh, obviously, uh, the younger guys in the locker room, you know, um, as a leader on a team, um, you, you watch those guys and you watch their movements and what they're doing and you're paying attention to what they're doing. And if they're doing something just out, out of line, you just kind of go talk to them, you know, you just kind of bring them back down. Um, secondly is, you know, if I walk around the building with good energy and, 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 and my attention to detail is, is, is where it needs to be, then they see me doing that. Well, they're going to say, hey, man, Fletch is locked in. He's, his attention to detail is where it needs to be. The standard is, is set. He's setting the standard for us, and, 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 and they'll follow. It strikes me that talked a lot about uh, Hold on. Me that we've talked a lot about uh, Kelsey and when he's going to retire uh, but we haven't really <laughs> hit that subject with you a whole lot so where where are you kind of in in that journey and, and how does that influence how you think about this this postseason run uh, something I haven't thought about uh, I know I'm still playing at a high level so that hasn't crossed my mind once at all uh, I'm just enjoying the moment I'm seizing every moment that I'm here I'm um, appreciating my teammates, and uh, you know, after the season, again, it's first time ever in my career that I'll be a free agent and get to make a choice. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the most important part now is is getting is focusing on this game and not just the future. Have you taken some time to, to think about that uncertainty? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I really try not to think about things like that because that'll just get my mind going, and and I won't be focusing on you know what's the task at hand. So I try to just focus on you know 
and enjoy the moment, living in the moment right now, living in the moment, and I think the moment for me is right now. The NFL is weighing maybe taking the conference championship games to neutral sites in the future. What do you think of that? <laughs> I mean, a lot of teams work hard to be the number one seed. Uh, and I think, uh, honestly, I think, uh, you know, as being in this position right now, um, in, the, in the one seed and obviously playing in the conference championship game, you know, we don't have to travel. We get to play in our home stadium. Our fans that supported us all year don't have to get on planes. Uh, and, I mean, whatever the decision that the NFL decides to make, we have to go with it, right? But right now, we got a game Sunday at the link um, at 3 o'clock, and uh, we're excited about it. What do you remember about the D-line? has like eight or nine good players that all rotate heavily in and out. Uh, you've had other seasons where you played a crazy number of snaps. How do you feel physically at the end of the year this year compared to some of the past years? I feel great. You know, I think Howard did a really good job of bringing guys in that, that can ball. Um, and, you know, um, Sue and Limbaugh and Jordan stepped up playing a different position than he did early in the year, still playing some nose, uh, you know, Milton. I mean, all those guys. And to me, is is not a starter group. To me, is is 1A and 1B, you know, because there's not a drop-off with us when we go in the game. And we hold each other accountable. Um, we expect it. Um, we know what, what's, what that, that guy's job is to do. And in order us to be really, really good, which you talked about earlier in the season, there can't be a drop-off, and I think guys stood up to it. What do you remember about that, about the Link crowd in the 2017 championship game and how that affected the quarterback? It was loud. I think uh, they came out and scored on the first drive, and um, the fans stayed in it. And, and after that, it was just electric. You know, I've been telling a lot of the guys, if you think the stadium was loud last week, you know, just wait until Sunday. Um, we got to keep the crowd in it um, the, the entire game because we're going to need it. Um, and uh, we are looking forward to it. So what do you remember about playing with D'Amico? Did you see any attributes that would make him a, a good coach? Can I, can I get y'all one at a time? I, I couldn't hear you. Okay. I was just saying, what do you remember most about playing with D'Amico? And did you see any attributes at the time that would make him a, a standout coach? A natural leader. Um, when I first got here, I, when I first got here, I was in the locker room with him. I kind of watched him a little bit. He's just a natural leader. Um, he's one of the guys that I think I told somebody, Zach, or somebody yesterday, um, that – Playing with D'Amico taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about how to be a pro, how to approach things. Um, and D'Amico was always one of those guys, if I had problems with, with something, I would go to him. If I had problems at home, I would go to him to lead me in the right direction um, because I knew I felt like that's the type of guy he was. He wanted he wanted better for it. It didn't matter who it was. You know, rookie, second, third. It's going to be a, a, you know, a vet. He always just wanted the best for whoever. And, um, and I always looked at him as just a natural leader. Bruce, did you kind of get a sense in that last time yeah, absolutely. Especially you know when against against their offense, um, against offenses because at the, if the crowd is loud, they got to go you know silence cadence the whole time, and and that's what we want, right? Uh, we want to we wanted them to not be able to hear to get their calls in and get their checks in, um, and that's the advantage of playing in Philly, um, and uh, the, the fans will stay in it. I mean. I kind of sensed it um, a couple, like right right mid-season. I think I was talking to the team um, before we played, um, and I was telling them there was a sense to me where we, we played a team, and, you know, we, it was a big win for us. And I, we got we all got in the locker room, and I realized that nobody was acting like we had already won the Super Bowl or done anything big. It was just all business. You know, nobody was just celebrating, um, jumping around, because we just, you know, we just beat a team. 
you know, everybody was focused and just like, all right, you know, we got another challenge next week. You know, let's let's see what that challenge holds up to. You've got more of a, a lot of good pass rushing lines over the years. What, what, what clicked this year? I mean, you guys hit 70. What, what do you think was uh, – why do you think this, there was so much success? We talked about it during training camp. You know, in order for our group to be good and take the next step, um, I think we all knew that. And Coach Wash, I said, we got to rush as a group. You know, there's a lot of individual talent in that room, and everybody can just veer off and do their own thing. But individuals don't win games, right? Groups win it. You know, teams win it. And if we're rushing as a group, like, nobody can stop us. You know, with individual talent, we all got it. But unless we're all doing it together, then, you know, there's really no reason to be doing it. What does that mean, that rushing as a group? Just everybody doing the job. There's nobody just, um, you know, rat balling. Nobody going rogue. Nobody just not, you know, not in the right spl- in the right spots where you expect them to be. And everybody's just clicking. So it don't matter if there's a... You know, Alpha Bravo in there, and everybody knows knows you know how we're rushing and the way that they're putting it in. And if we're all clicking together, it all happens. And now, I mean, you look up and we got seventy some seventy sex. That dynamic flex where, where the team is not like overly celebrating wins and, and sort of matter of fact. You think that's a reflection of player leadership? It is. It is because you know you, you have to harp on it. You have to keep going going with that. And I think Nick did a good job of that. Okay, we won. Okay, next round. You know, let's not try to celebrate a win for an entire week and then lose focus and lose sight of what we got have in front of us. Next, center Jason Kelsey. Jason, he was just talking about how he really senses that the way he carries himself this week, business as usual, really resonates with the younger guys. Um, yeah. do, do you sense that as well? And, and is that something you got to take take to heart? Yeah, no, I mean, we all know the circumstances and, you know, it's, it's one and done from here on out. You know, the playoffs, you know, you only get guaranteed the next one. Uh, but, you know, you got to approach, you know, the, the the formula and everything is the same. You know, you, you lock in during the week, you work hard, you practice hard, you work on your fundamentals and techniques and, you know, trust your coaching and go out there and uh, and play. And, uh, you know, we're, we're here uh, for a large reason because we have great players and great coaches and, uh, we're playing a team right now that is likewise has the same thing. So, um, you know, you, you just go out there and, you know, don't try and be anything different. Um, the, the, the circumstances are going to dictate a little bit more aggression and, um, uh, you know, emotions, but you try and keep all that in check. So you can, you don't want to do anything uncharacteristic. Jason, yes. What, what makes the 49ers defense so good? And is it the best defense that you, that you played this season so far? Yeah, I, you know, I think, um, yes, I think it's the best defense. Uh, we played some good ones, but I think overall they're a very, very good unit. Uh, they don't really have any weaknesses um, to exploit. You know, a lot, a lot of other teams have really strong players at specific spots, but in other areas you can kind of take advantage. There ain't a whole lot of that on tape. They got good players across the board, great D-line, great linebackers, great DBs. They play fast. They play physical. They run around. Um, you know, they uh, they're they're all uh, in sync with each other. They're well coached by my man D'Amico Ryan. So they're they are a definitely a formidable group this week. So where's where's this game one? That you think this game's one starting with you guys in the trenches and then going out from there? You think that's where this game's won on Sunday? No, I think this game is always won as a, as a group and as a team. Uh, you know, it's going to take everybody doing their job. Uh, like I said, this isn't a you know, last week, yeah, I feel like it was on us in the trenches. You know, you take care of 
New York's defensive line, I feel very confident with the rest of the guys to go do their jobs and you know, take care of Wink Martindale's exotic blitzes. That's tough. Um, you know, these guys, they're, they're good across the board. Everybody's going to have to do their job. It's not going to be one. You can't win in one phase and expect to win the game. You're going to have to, everybody's going to have to work together. It's going to be a team effort if we're going to win this one. Jason, how do you keep the young guys focused on the moment? The veterans obviously experience this, but how do you keep the young guys focused on this moment, this game. Yeah, I just think you keep preaching it. You know, Nick does a great job of that. And Fletch just came up here and talked about it. You know, you, you know, you, uh, you know, I think that you, you, you don't want to let um, emotion or, uh, or um, heightened uh, circumstances make you or a team uncharacteristic. You know, you want to realize, you know, it's the, the stakes are higher, but you're still playing the same game. I think, most of the time when situations get the best of people, they let the stakes kind of uh, make them do uncharacteristic things, make them do, um, make them make mistakes. You know, you're not locked in for a second. So I think uh, I think Nick does a great job of that, of preaching it. I think the older guys preach it. And, um, and I think we got a, a really, really good group across the board. That's why it's important to have, you know, you can't have nothing but old guys. Otherwise, you won't have too much energy out there. And you can't have nothing but young guys, otherwise there'll be nowhere to channel that energy. And I think we got a really good depth of uh, roster. We got some old guys, we got some young guys, got really, really good coaches. So I feel very confident that uh, in how we'll be able to handle the situation. Hey, Jason. Yesterday, yesterday, Dallas uh, Goddard uh, said that it was so loud during the divisional round that the offense went into a silent count. Um, I guess the two-layered question is: Did you guys? Uh, rep that leading into that game, and uh, I guess is your preference is the, the person who snaps the ball. Would you prefer it to be quiet when you're on offense? Well, yeah, I think um, you know, obviously as an offense, you always want to be able to um, for it not to be loud, mainly for communication purposes. You know, there's a lot going on before the snap, and um, that hinders an offense quite a bit. Uh, but you know, I think we've we've used silent cadence even before the divisional round at home before. Our fans are known to be pretty loud, and there are certain circumstances where um, they're going to be extra loud. Uh, so I think it's, um, you know, you we've repped both of those at this point, and uh, we've had a lot of work on uh, verbal cadence and silent cadence, and I think whichever one we're doing uh, in the moment we'll be able to execute. Jason, the, the NFL's thrown around the idea of maybe taking home field advantage out of the, champ, the conference championship games. Yeah. What do you think of that? I'm not a fan, obviously. Um, you know, I don't know. I would assume they're doing that because it makes more money. But um, I think, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the, a big part of the regular season being important is this bye week and the home field that you get. Um, you know, they've they've already added another playoff game. They've already added another regular season game. And I think, uh, you know, it's one of the really cool things about football is that it um, – Regular season is, is, is very important. Um, you only get so many opportunities. You don't get 80 games or what does baseball get, 100? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not in favor of it, but I'm not in favor of a lot of things. And at this point, being an older player, I think I just resist change in general because it affects me more in my game and I don't like doing that at this point. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I actually liked when they had the Super Bowl up in, I forget what year that was, up in New York, and it was like snowing and everybody's all pissed off. And I'm like, this is what football's about, man. The elements play a difference. 
every game shouldn't be 70 or 80 degrees and sunny. Like, I think that's one of the – in football, it's also not like a series. It's more about what, what team is better on that day, and uh, it's one of the things that you really appreciate about the game. Jason, how would you describe – I'm right here. Yeah, I mean, obviously, end of the regular season is pretty uncomfortable, you know, playing with, uh, I mean, Gardner Minshew got some playing time, and love Gardner, and, um, you know, but, you know, whenever you're losing a starting quarterback, it's going to affect you. Um, had some injuries, Lane Johnson goes down, probably best tackle in the NFL, so, you know, these adversities, these, these things that, um, that happen, you know, you can either go one of two ways, and I think it's it's made us stronger and it's made us better. And, uh, you know, we understand ourselves more. We understand, you know, uh, kind of uh, you know, our strengths and weaknesses more. So, um, you know, you always want to go through adversity. Um, still want to go through it and get home field advantage. But, you know, you still – it's always good to kind of get that going. Jason, how would you describe the uniqueness of your relationship specifically with Jalen? And what does he need from you on game day? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I would – describe my relationship with him I think um my job on game day is to communicate with him and to and to not just with him but all of my teammates breed confidence in in my in my words and my body language um and I'm not always the best at that I get frustrated just like everybody else uh but you know you try and do that and you know that's why we have a really good group you know when I'm not there you know Jalen's Jalen's pretty much always there. I've never seen that guy not confident or composed, and that's one of the things that makes him a special player. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very much kind of hard on my sleeve, and that can be a great thing and a curse at the same time. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think everybody out there, uh, it operates best when, when you're being yourself, uh, you're being authentic, you're, you care about each other, and, um, you know, it makes everybody, um, you know, buy in more or, uh, you know, feel like, you know, it's important to you, it's going to be important to me, all that stuff. Jason, uh, speaking of hard on the sleeve, I and mean, I guess there's a chance that this is your last game at the link. Mm-hmm. Has that entered your thoughts at all? And, you know, um, will you be soaking it in more? You know, I think uh, it was like maybe three years ago. I think that might have been maybe Doug's last year. That was on my mind quite a bit. So... I've learned now that I don't know when that last game is going to come, so maybe I think about it a little bit less. Uh, you know, it's always a chance that that's going to be the situation, but, um, you know, you just try and think about the game and focus on taking in the moment and, and, and being 100% there. You know, it's, it's hard enough uh, doing it that way. It's going to be a lot harder if you're not focused. Jason, on a lighter note, uh, do you? Uh, with D'Amico as a teammate, a lot of things. That- yeah. Absolutely. I think a lot of guys felt this coming when he was a teammate. Um, you talk about just an impeccable leader um, in a lot of similar ways to, I guess, Jalen, just always composed, always uh, in the moment, very smart, cerebral player. Um, you know, he was definitely a, a favorite during the, the Chip Kelly era in the locker room by coaches and players. I mean, everybody loved D'Amico, and um, it's it's of no surprise that he is – gone on to have success in anything, uh, but certainly not surprising that he's having the type of success he is as a defensive coordinator. Jalen having that, that steadiness, um, how long did it take you to realize that that was not like a put-on, that that was really unhappy? I mean, I don't – I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. 
from the get go. So I think I like to say right away, um, you know, he didn't. He's a. It's been who he is since the moment he's been here. I'm assuming it's been that way in other places. Um, so yeah, I, I I give everybody the uh, benefit of the doubt of authenticity and that they're being who they are until you know that changes. But Jason, Stacey, about relationships with uh, Jalen, but uh, I'm curious your relationship with Brandon Graham, having been around him for so long, and this video of you guys taking the field this past week. And, He's chirping at Dexter Lawrence. Like, yeah, I wasn't happy about that. I told him right after, hey, man, you talk to the the, the, the tackle, okay? I'll handle this guy. Don't get, I don't need him more revved up than he already is. Um, yeah. Being around him as long as you have, uh, just come to expect that, and that's just part of him. And it's yeah, I mean, funny to me because he's the Walter Payton man of the year, mm-hmm. but then he walks out there and tries to play that. Yeah, but even when he's talking trash, you see it right afterwards. He's dapping guys up and stuff. I mean, it's just who he is. He's a – He's a trash talking, uh, like it, it helps him get going. And that's part of his process of being the monster that he's been for such a long time here. Um, yeah, I mean, BG, Fletch, Lane, you know, all four of us have been here for a very long time, decade plus, uh, BG being the longest. And um, he was a special person. He's a special teammate. Uh, he's one of those guys that uh, that brings the energy. Um, and, and, and he backs it up too. And you have to. If you're going to be that guy, you got to back it up as well. Otherwise, guys aren't going to like it. Um, so I think that uh, you know he's a unique individual that's that's uh, you know makes other guys around him better uh, just by being uh, the person he is. Now we'll hear from linebacker T.J. Edwards. T.J., what what makes Christian McCaffrey such a tough customer? Yeah, I mean, you know, one, I think he's been doing it for a long time. I think it's pretty easy to see just how how explosive he is and um, what he can do in space and things like that. And I also think um, in between the box, he's very patient. And um, when he hits things, he's hitting it, you know, 100 miles an hour. So um, really good back, you know, a lot lot like all their other skill positions, just really, really good in space. So um, really good challenge for us this week. How interchangeable some of those pieces are, how do you go about approaching that? Yeah, um, just kind of like the way they deploy things and, um, the way they make things look in certain personnels and packages, um, they try to you know mess with your eyes a little bit. But um, you know we're going to try to play them how we see them in, in some ways, and then we'll, we'll treat things differently in others. But um, really good skill all around, so you have to account for all of them for sure. Um, yeah, I mean they definitely work um, in between the hashes quite a bit. But um, you know just getting the ball out in space in general on the edge, they do that as well. So. Uh, you have to play them as, as true as you can, and you know, obviously, um, work in the middle of the field. You get you get excited about those opportunities. If I told you in August during training camp, uh, a rookie seventh round pick yeah. would be the only thing between you and the Super Bowl, uh, you'd probably laugh at me. Um, what have you seen from Purdy? Um, I mean, obviously, this is there's never been a guy drafted that late who's done what he's done this early in his career. Yeah, man. I mean, I know about you know people pegging people at certain things in, in terms of the draft and all that. So I mean, he's 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 shown really well um, that he's capable of winning big big time games. And um, I mean, he extends plays well. He's making the right decisions. And he's got uh, great offense, you know, with him to kind of manage that as well. So he, he's he's done all the right decisions so far. I know when you guys played the Titans, um, you know, some of you took personally that there's so much talk about their physicality, and you guys went yeah. matched that up. Um, so for this one, you know, the talk is about. San Francisco's defense does it have the same kind of effect for your view? Um, I mean, you know, we try to stay as, as true to us as we can, and um, you know, every team kind of has a, a mantra of you know who they you know think they are and, and all that, just like we do. So, 
Um, I mean, we're, we definitely believe ourselves to be a physical football team and, um, you know, with great, great speed, great skill and guys who, who really understand the game of football. So um, for us, you know, we're going to come in and play our game and do what we do, what we've done to this point to, to get us here and, um, you know, continue to be us. And um, we, we know that'll be enough. Yeah, I mean, for for me, you know, I came in um, just just wanting to get better at, at every part of my game, and um, I think being a part of the scheme last year kind of gave me the confidence. And um, you know, it's easy to it's easy to go out there and say you know you want to do all these things, but you know, once you show yourself that you can do them, it gives you that 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 confidence that you can go out there every week and do it. And um, that's where I feel like I'm at right now. So you know, I just I just want to come in, keep being me, keep keep getting better, keep doing my job. You know, I know there's so many so many great players around me that. If we all just do our jobs, good things will happen, and um, just kind of take advantage of those opportunities for sure. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry, I know you came into the league a little bit after Kittle did, but did mm-hmm. you ever any, have any matchups with him when you were at Wisconsin and he was at Iowa? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, not that, not that I remember. Um, you know, at Iowa, Wisconsin games, those games were like seven to six. You know, just straight running the ball. So I don't really uh, remember too much, but um, you know, obviously, just just know how good of a player he is and how dangerous he is as well. In terms of good play Yeah, I mean, you know, when you run the ball so well and so efficiently, um, you know, they get you to gear up to stop the run, and then next thing you know, they're they're taking a shot with one of their guys leaking out or um, jet motion, get, getting one of those guys out, and they'll give you the same look and they'll run, and then they'll give you the same look and they'll they'll boot off it or pass off it. So, um, you know, for us, it's just staying true to our keys. You know, we got it, we got it, uh, a really good plan, and we're just we're just excited to get out there and, and let it fly. Obviously, tackling TJ's big part of defense in general, but when you have so many guys known for yards after the catch on one particular offense. Is there more of a sort of emphasis placed on people wrapping up this one? Yeah, I mean, it, you kind of see how, how well they do, like you said, after the catch and um, just getting guys in space. But, um, you know, for us, our, our thing is always just getting as many hats to the ball as possible. I think it's going to be a big um, effort game with guys getting out of the stack on the D-line and um, linebackers reading things the right way so they can get, get to the flat and help and, um, you know, it all, it all comes down to technique as well, making sure that we're, you know, taking hamstrings down instead of taking people up high or um, just running our feet through tackles. So all things we've talked about really since OTAs, but now it, it really comes to fruition. we got to see it happen this week. TJ, the first half of the season, I think you guys made every interception, every loose ball you guys recovered. Second half, it hasn't gone that way. There have been opportunities for takeaways mm-hmm. that just haven't gotten finished. Uh, in a game like this, how important is it if you get two or three opportunities to take advantage of them? Yeah, I mean they're 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 crucial. Um, you know, I think we've again, kind of like you said, we've been in opportunities and um, haven't made them. It hasn't killed us. Um, but you know, we want to be a defense that that can change the field, flip the momentum, and um, get the ball back to our offense. We know that those things are important this week. Um, you know, we we have the guys to do it. We've been doing it all year. Um, it's just kind of making it. You know, getting out there and making those plays when we're when in our spot. But um, our biggest thing is just not trying to chase those things. You know, we know that. Um, you know, we want to create big plays and things like that, but we just got to go out there and do our job and make the plays when they come to us. Yeah, this might seem like an odd question, but um, I mean, they don't just put anyone on the podium. You go from Fletcher like Cox and Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. What does that say about your standing on this team at this point? Yeah, um, I mean, I, again, I mean, I feel like I've come in here and just try to be me. You know, I don't try to be anything that I'm not. 
Um, I've had guys here for a long time who kind of show me the way, show me how to approach this this business, this um, this media, you know, you guys, and, and just kind of understand that um, that this building is a special place and it's got it's got great people here. And you know, I just try to embrace it all. You know, I don't want to do anything that be anything that I'm not. Um, but I've got some, I've had some really good leaders uh, that have been here and that still are here. Um, that's, that's really helped me a lot. So it's a blessing, it's an honor, um, and I just want to I just want to keep being me for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, you know, I I saw something. I don't know what it was. It was uh, it was maybe it was Jalen's quote talking about his peers are the ones that you know create those leaders. So I'm not gonna come up here and call myself a leader or anything like that. But um, you know, I definitely try to use my voice as much as I can. Try to show everyone that you know we're calm, we're we're all in place, and, and we're all gonna be just fine. So that that's that's always been me for sure. What makes Nick Sirianni so special as a leader? Yeah, um, I feel like from from day one, you know, Coach Sirianni's come in here. He's Again, just kind of showed that you know he's a he's a real a real person, and he's a guy who you know shows emotion. And um, when when he came in and kind of laid out his foundation, that that's never changed. You know, he's come in every day. He's given us the right messages. I, I absolutely love coming into our team meetings because you know sometimes we just don't know what we're gonna get, and um, I think that's special for sure. And you know, a guy who, who's just been himself. You know, you can you can really respect someone who's the same guy every day, doesn't change through the highs and the lows, and he's got our back for sure. Like. Not yet. Um, I'm sure you know the one before the game will be good, or we'll have a we'll have a good video or something like that. But um, there's always something that you know we just we just don't know what to expect, and uh, there's always something good that's that he's saying for sure. Hey, teach, rewinding, rewinding back to uh, the summer, I guess when you would frequently go up against the ones as someone who's tasked with uh, frequently covering the middle of the field. What makes Dallas Goddard uh, such a tough covering? Yeah, um, you know, first I think just such a smart player with him reading you know zoner man and how he maneuvers his body um and I think he's also very like deceptively fast you know you you kind of watch on film you don't really know and then you get out there and you line up and you, you guys have seen it you know since he's been here just how how well he can get open and use his body to um kind of pivot people and um really really special player man and you, you think he's doing one thing and next thing you know he's, he's cutting across your face and he's um and he's running and then obviously once he gets the ball in his hands he's he's tough to bring down for sure so he's he's been a huge part of this place you know, for a long time, and um, you know he's he's been great for us this year. So I'm excited to see him play. TJ, to a man, the guys in the locker room, we've asked them about the Niners would pretty much use the word physical, but just across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at film, is that kind of what you see? And when a team presents that kind of matchup, how do you sort of get you know physically ready for what is to come? Yeah, I mean, I can, you know, really speak to, you know, their offensive side of the ball just with how they, you know, run their gap schemes and try to get movement up front and um, their backs run hard and uh, their tight ends block really well. You know, I think, you know, to have a good run game, you got to be physical. Um, but, again, I think we have a really physical front as well, and I, I think it's going to be a, a violent game for sure. Um, so we're, we're really excited about this matchup, no doubt. Up next, defensive tackle Jordan Davis. It is, but at the end of the day, this is more, um, it's just me. We just kind of had to, you know, play our game, play our style of play. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a lot of emotions going in this game. We just had to keep a level. Jaden Hurts, what are you talking about that? Uh, I mean, two great quarterbacks. You know, obviously uh, Purdy, you know, he's um, taking control of that team, leading them in a great way. I mean, they made it this far, um, so hats off to them. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Jalen Hurts, that's my guy. So we're going to rock with our guys and, um, you know, it's, that's the name of the game. It's the name of football. It's our guys versus their guys, and we see who come out on top. Jordan, how does postseason link compare to playoff SEC college football in the South? Definitely. Um, 
definitely it's uh it's different it's different um it's kind of hard though uh you know playoffs is a different beast too but at the end of the day um you know this is for an opportunity to go to the highest stage of any caliber in football so um to be able to do that you know that's that's pretty special in itself how does it feel now to be kind of this deep in this run with this team uh you've obviously played on the biggest stage at the collegiate level but now doing it kind of at the big show what is that like for you it's pretty cool. Um, it's an experience. You know, I'm rookie still. I'm still trying to learn everything, and uh, I still haven't learned everything. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we take it day by day. Um, and even at the game, you know, last week, I was like, just remember to, like, you know, sit down and breathe, take it all in. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people play their whole careers and not go to a playoff game or, you know, um, go through, like, you know, seven years since the last playoff game they played. And it's just one of those things you kind of got to, you know, got to be grateful for. You can't take for granted because you know every opportunity that we have now, until until now, until we, the end of the season, um, it's important and it means a lot. And just to be able to do it as a rookie year, I'm sure all the rookies getting tested is that it's a beautiful thing. You know, um, you know, Reed's coming from Middle Tennessee. You know, he didn't have an opportunity to play on the granite stage, but this is his opportunity now, and I'm sure that you know other guys can attest to that. So I'm just, it's just grateful, just gratitude. Nick Sirianni said today that he feels like no matter what level of football you're playing, it always comes down to O-line, D-line, O-line, D-line. And in, in that sense, he's really confident in this team on both sides of the ball. As somebody who's a big part of that, how much pride do you take in being that key to success so far for the team? Uh, I would say, man, that's, 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 that's how I carry it, um, especially on this team and previous teams I've been a part of at Georgia. Um, my D-line coach said, big man, lead the way. So, um, you know, you got to have it up front in the trenches. You know, it starts in the trenches. I mean, who got the ball when the, when the get, play starts, the center starts in the trenches. So at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, it's, it's mano y mano, my guy versus your guy. And, um, you know, they got great guys. They got a great line. They got a, we got a great line. So it's one of those games, you know, it's kind of where you want to test yourself. You want to see where you are compared to other, other teams and what, what grand stage to now. Kyle Shanahan's kind of regarded as one of the, the great football minds in terms of what he can throw at a team. What's so special about the Niners that you guys have been able to see so far? Just the way they play. They play fast. And um, they got explosive playmakers. And, you know, as the season gets along, um, the teams kind of level up. And it's kind of like one and two and explosive plays and, you know, how many takeaways and stuff like that and all the rankings. But, um, you know, it's just another explosive team. We just have to figure out a way to, you know, stop them. And that's the name of the game. That's what we're here to do is uh, try to slow them down. So um, we're excited. We're ready. Um, we still have a few days of preparation, but it's just now it's just getting the mind, body, and soul right. There's been a lot of talk about how strong this Niners defense is. Do you guys take that personally at all? Because it's kind of been a historic season for the Eagles defense as well. Um, me personally, I don't really pay attention to any outsider noise. I mean, um, but, you know, kudos to them. You know, if they're getting that recognition and, you know, obviously they're doing it and they, they, they have it for a reason. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, our guys are good too. Um, their guys are good. Our guys are good. It's, it's, it's good on good. So it's really just um, it's really just a competition thing for us. And we not try to look at it as who's better, who's better. We just want to win. We want to have one more point than the other team at the end of the day. So that's how we carry ourselves. And we just have to do everything that we can in our power um, to do that. The additions of Linval Joseph and, and Dominican Sue in the middle of the season have proven to be uh, great pickups by Howie Roseman. For a guy like Fletcher Cox, it helps him in keeping him fresh at, um, as an older player. But how has how have they impacted you in your rookie season? 
it's everything, the knowledge, the knowledge that they have um, and the experiences, you know, hearing about, you know, like the experience that they had going through the league and, you know, how to avoid problems that they ran into and stuff like that. It's just really um, valuable information um, on the field and off the field. I'm grateful for them. Um, those are like my, my guys, I call them my OGs, but, um, you know, love those guys, man. They, uh, those are guys that, you know, when you're a kid, you look up to and you're around and you're like, man, like, I want to play like those guys. I want to be dominant like those guys. But um, now that you have an opportunity, you're playing alongside when you just learn the tips how to be dominant like them. So um, it's a joy to come to work every day and see them. Um, I'm sure I get on their nerves, but, you know, I, I love them to death. So next left tackle Jordan Mylata. Jordan, does losing at ping pong in any way affect your spirit heading into this weekend's game? I think it builds character. I think it builds character. <laughs> uh, Coach Sirianni said today he feels like games at every single level are won in the trenches, O-line and D-line. Obviously, their D-line is very good against the running game. What do you think it is that, they show you, that they've shown, at least so far this season, that makes them pretty efficient in that department? Uh, they have a great scheme, and they got great players. So, great players, great scheme. It's pretty good defense. That's <laughs> pretty simple. I'm not wanting to get into analytics. So, yeah, it's not my specialty, uh, especially if you just learned the sport five years ago. So, yeah, I mean, they got a great scheme, and uh, yeah, we we just need to devise a game plan that's going to co combat that. Really, it's your first time going this far into the playoffs. What's this situ What's this atmosphere been like for you? And what have guys like Jason Lane tell you guys to to expect? Just to, uh, you know, the tenacity, the, the toughness. It's going to be a, it's going to start in the trenches. It's going to be a tough battle, and we just got to focus on our details, execute the techniques, and uh, yeah, go from there. Focus for four seconds, man. That's what Lance says. So, yeah. How does this postseason environment at home compare to any other kind of environment that you've been in? Um, well, it's nice not to go on the silent cadence. That's pretty cool. That's a good start. Um, but you know, just having that Philly spirit and the, the and at home, being at home, and just having the crowd, the electricity to bring—it's it's just amazing. It truly is, truly is. You got to experience it. Probably why people are reselling tickets for like eight hundred dollars. Crazy. Hey Jordan, I, I think Dallas said uh, you had to go silent because it was so loud. Do you remember that in that game? You had to use a silent game. Hey, which game? The Giants. the Giants game? Yeah, there were a couple times. Um, couple times but uh you know something that, that you know, it's, you don't really expect that you go through the week going going through on a normal cadence and you kind of get a feeling you know when the when you're in the huddle and you can hear the crowd still going you're just like okay we, we expect to go silent and that's when i'm like gotta lock in yeah it's, it's something i can't control so yeah that being said you probably like the noise right even though you have to go silent cadence at home no Fuck no! What a part of language, no, bro. I, I always, my message always to the fans is just keep it, like, keep it down on third downs, and it's just because you got to, you got to perif the ball, you got to get off, you got to execute your technique. It's just a little bit more, more. Uh, I don't want to say harder. It's just, it's just annoying. It's something annoying, you know. And and uh, if you don't have to go on the silent cadence, don't go on the silent cadence because it's not many people get you as a as a left tackle, as a right tackle. You got to perif the ball, and then you got to. Get your eyes back on the D end, and so it may seem like a short time to the average eye, but to uh, a defensive end's eye, it's a long time to, to go from here to there. So, yeah. Well, Jordan, if that's your message for offense, right, what's your message when the 49ers are on offense and you guys are on defense? What's your message to the fans in that case? Oh, it's a no brainer. Go, go for gold. You know, when defense is up, bro, go for gold. 
Like, like it's the Olympics, man. Like, like we're trying to win gold for the Olympics for the loudest home crowd ever. Go for gold, baby. That's it. Face plenty of good edge rushers. What's uh, what's closest standout? Uh, I mean, he's a threat anywhere. He he plays both sides. He can play inside, um, and just you know, when when he goes to one move, he has another. And you stop that one move, he goes to another move. So he's very tenacious in that way. I said that word twice now, Karen. It's, uh, Taryn. It's good SAT word. I don't know. Look at that. Look at me. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of cameras. I'm trying to pull out the words for the vocabulary and make it look like I'm a smart guy. So. <laughs> He's about 50-50, right, on either, on either yeah. side? Yeah, so you don't really know. That's what makes him a threat. He, he can line up anywhere and be, be a threat anyway. So, What's the key to having success against him? Uh, well, well, sir, um, I'm not going to give away that game plan. So, uh, you know what, you're going to have to find out on Sunday. Being tenacious? Being very tenacious. And lastly, wide receiver Devontae Smith. You just got to do your job. I mean, as a receiver, it's your job to get open, catch the ball. So really just do your job and do your job at a high level. Do you kind of feel like you need the mentality that nobody can, like, stop you guys? Uh, I mean, that's probably how a lot of people feel, but, I mean, everybody have a different mentality from what is them just physically dominating somebody or just, you know, finessing their way through it. And how do you see yourself? I can do either or, but I'm more finesse. Either or? Yeah. Um, I feel like he can do both. Um, more physical guy, but he can definitely do both. As far as wanting the ball and everything, like how does that work between the guys? Both having catches. Everybody wants the ball. I don't think it's a guy on offense that's a position, a skill guy that doesn't want the ball. Um, that's just being a competitor. That's you just want to do whatever you can to help the team. And I mean, everybody feels like the ball's in their hands to help the team. So that's just being a competitor. That's just being a playmaker. And, and how has it worked out where you both have kind of been happy with the amount of balls that you've got? Uh, I mean, we're, we're never taken away from one another. I mean, we're always happy for each other. Um, you see one guy make a play, you're happy for him. But like I say, it's, it's, it's a competitive thing. It's wanting to be a playmaker, wanting to be able to help the team thing more so than just, you know, being a diva or things like that. It's just wanting to be able to help the team in whatever way you can. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.